0: This report covers the period from February 10th to February 16th, 2014. The Cisco 2014 Annual Security Report has been released following months of collaboration between threat researchers and other cybersecurity experts at Cisco and SourceFire. As promised, it provides a warts-and-all analysis of security news from 2013 and our perspective for the year ahead based on the data collected through Cisco security products and analyzed by our researchers. Multiple Cisco subject matter experts have contributed additional detail and insights on the Cisco Security blog. For additional information on the annual security report, go to blogs.cisco.com slash security. Vulnerability activity remained consistent with previous periods. Highlights for the period include the Microsoft Security Bulletins for February 2014 and a new Internet Explorer vulnerability that is being actively exploited but was not included in the February bulletins. Adobe released security updates for Shockwave, and multiple plugin vulnerabilities were reported in WordPress. Microsoft published its monthly security bulletin release on February 11, 2014. Microsoft released seven bulletins that addressed 31 vulnerabilities. The bulletins address vulnerabilities in Microsoft Windows, Microsoft Internet Explorer, Microsoft .NET Framework, and Microsoft Forefront. The vulnerabilities could allow an attacker to execute arbitrary code cause a denial of service condition, access sensitive information, or gain elevated privileges. Full details of the vulnerabilities correlated with mitigations are available in the Cisco Event Response Microsoft Security Bulletin released for February 2014. Adobe released security advisories and updated software for two vulnerabilities in Shockwave, although the focus this period has been on a previously reported Flash Player vulnerability that is being actively exploited. The Flash Player vulnerabilities affect all platforms, requiring all browsers to be updated with the latest Flash Player plugins. As content management systems continued to be targeted by attackers, four vulnerabilities were reported in WordPress plugins, and a vulnerability was reported in the Dblog CMS. In spam activity, multiple reports identified Valentine's Day and online dating campaigns, while modified versions of previously reported spam campaigns continue to target US taxpayers financial transactions, and online purchases. IntelliShield published 155 events last week, which included 121 new events and 34 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. In the Attacks and Compromises Risk Management category, During the period, Kaspersky released a detailed report on the mask espionage campaign, also known as Coretto. Multiple Bitcoin exchanges experienced distributed denial-of-service attacks, interfering with transactions and causing some exchanges to halt activity. Prolexic released a report describing criminal DDoS attacks on stock markets and exchanges in an attempt to manipulate the markets and stock prices. In addition, Cloudflare reported an increase in volume and size of NTP amplification attacks targeting multiple sites. The Kaspersky report provides in-depth technical details of the espionage campaign that continued for years before it was detected. The details in this report and previous similar attacks can provide organizations with indicators of compromise that can assist in identifying similar and future attacks. The NTP DDoS attacks are another example of attackers using a weakness in a core Internet service affecting sites across the Internet. Organizations are advised to review this report to prevent these attacks on their sites. Next, in the Governance Risk Management category, the U.S. National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST, and the Obama Administration released the Cybersecurity Framework for critical infrastructure. The framework does not include mandatory compliance requirements but provides guidance and best practice recommendations for operators of critical infrastructure systems. Industry reviews of the cybersecurity framework were mixed, with many hoping for specific, even mandatory regulatory guidance and details. The framework seems to have disappointed many for not having more teeth to require organizations to implement these recommended practices, but that was expecting too much from a first-release framework. The framework provides just that guidance, best practices, and recommendations to assist operators and establish a framework for securing critical infrastructure. NIST and the administration have learned from previous mistakes about attempting to provide detailed security regulation that does not fit well across the broad spectrum of critical infrastructure environments. Critical infrastructure will remain a top priority for both the U.S. government and governments across the globe. The framework establishes a base from which they can build and work with the industries to increase specific implementations and controls to improve and standardize security operations. In the Internet of Things news, vulnerabilities in home routers are allowing hackers to modify settings used by personal computers. In one instance, the attack modifies the DNS setting of the router after downloading the router configuration, causing personal computers to send web page requests to unintended sites masquerading as legitimate web pages. This allows the bad site to mount a man-in-the-middle-style attack and scrape username and password information from an unsuspecting user accessing their online bank. The user may be unaware of anything amiss or may even be warned by their browser that the site being viewed is untrusted or unencrypted. Home networking devices contain software that may not be subject to the same rigors of testing as enterprise-grade networking software. Another important difference is that these home devices are managed, if at all, by non-professional administrators who do not see software upgrades as a high priority on their to-do list. Personal computers have automatic update settings that can be configured to periodically look to the manufacturer's websites for the latest software fixes. This however is not the case with home networking devices. These devices are frequently installed, configured, and once operating satisfactorily, never touched again except for the occasional reboot to solve a connectivity issue. Production runs of these devices are frequently limited, with hardware and software changes sometimes not thoroughly tested. Home users are advised to immediately change the administrator login settings for these devices when they are installed, and perform a software upgrade during installation. Many of these devices have settings to disable access from the outside or upstream interface, which should always be selected. Periodically checking the manufacturer's website is also no longer optional. As more and more devices are connected to home networks, users must become vigilant in the configuration and maintenance of their devices. Finally, in geopolitical news, the list of victims of hacks and defacements attributed to the Syrian electronic army continues to grow, with the United Kingdom domains of PayPal and eBay announcing compromises in January. Also last month, the Microsoft News and Xbox support Twitter accounts were defaced, messages posted to the hijacked accounts alluded to the recent U.S. National Security Agency leaks. The hacker group is said to support Syrian President Bashar al-Assad and may be supported by his government indirectly. Since it began its activity about two years ago, it has attacked, mostly through distributed denial-of-service attacks, Twitter account compromises and website defacements, a long and seemingly unrelated list of targets. They have gained access to these properties mostly through phishing and social engineering. Like most hacker collectives, it is unclear who the SEA is. Information about its backers is largely circumstantial. The group's ideological cause is broadly believed to be support for President Assad in the midst of Syria's civil war, but this understanding is confounded by messages left on Microsoft's Twitter accounts condemning NSA wiretap allegations. Nor does looking for common denominators among SEA hacking victims, which include international media companies, Western technology companies, Twitter accounts belonging to Brad Pitt and Oprah Winfrey, government websites, and academic institutions clarify much. One is left to conclude the SEA could target any network operated by anyone. Moreover, the SEA is just an example of a successful and prolific hacker collective. Many others exist whose aims are even less clear. The risk of becoming collateral damage as a result of even a loose association with almost any issue makes it incumbent upon enterprises to ensure that their employees understand what phishing attacks and social engineering look like as a first step toward hardening network perimeters. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.